Hi everyone, this is Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Everything is Football. Don't go away. Hello everyone, I'm Mark Geshwin, and welcome to the EIF podcast. Uh, it's June 25th, and I'm here with Tomas Horsell, a happy Brazilian, a happy Brazilian because Dunga is no longer the manager, and Teach, is that the correct pronunciation over there, or Tite perhaps? No, no, may, 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 that was even close. Chi-Chi, Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi, all right, Chi-Chi. And Chi-Chi is the new manager of the Brazil national team. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to discuss the two major competitions going on right now, the European Championships and Copa America Centenario. So in light of the final being played tomorrow at MetLife Stadium, and because I'm going to the game, we'll talk about that first. And we'll, you know, we'll have a, we'll have a, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the the overall competition. So, Tomas, before we jump into the final, what have you thought about this new special Copa America? Well, I mean, I'll say that it's a weird, it's weird to see the Copa America being played just a year after it it was played in Chile. But at the end of the day, Mark, I know, I know you will you will have a strong stance on this. As we saw you arguing with uh, Tommy Smith from ESPN FC about <laughs> the significance of this Copa America being the same as as every Copa. But for me, Mark, that's not what it's about. For me, it's about uh, the U.S. hosting a successful soccer event and and proving that they're ready for a World Cup. And we saw the high attendance figures. I think forty six thousand on average. Yeah, definitely we, very, very strong. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, the U.S. got uh, got knocked out uh, very unceremoniously okay. against that Argentina brigade. <laughs> uh, it was like the White Walkers charging at like some little wildlings. <laughs> if, if for anyone who watches Game of Thrones, but I'm I'm excited for the final. I think we'll get a hell of a game, and and I'm glad we're going to have some EIF coverage there. Yeah, definitely. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that um, as you were saying. I think that it is just because Neymar decided not to come. It's been getting a lot of publicity that this isn't a real Copa America. It's not in South America. But at the end of the day, I think it has to be viewed as like one of the premier tournaments and it should be treated as such. And I think it has been. Like if you look at players' reactions, like James Rodriguez crying after getting eliminated. Um, you know, like the Mexican players obviously devastated. I mean, you just have to look at Luis Suarez's reaction to not being able to play and then getting knocked out in the group stage um to the way chile have been playing i i mean i'm a huge chile fan i love the way they play but the passion and the intensity that they've shown all tournament clearly does not look like a team that's you know comfortable that they won it the year before and then i think that's been really really good um for the american public to see i would argue that you know, the Euro has a ways to go. It's only in the round of 16, but definitely so far the Copa America has been, was way more exciting than the Euro has been so far. Um, and as you said, over uh, 46,000 um, attendance average is really, really strong. And hopefully uh, we had some, we had Nick Jackson over at the press conference uh, at the Copa America press conference on Friday. And uh, it, it seems, it seems as if this might be, this might take over for the Copa America. Maybe they'll, have a joint real battle of the Americas um, every single year, because that would definitely be exciting, especially for U.S. fans. Um, so what do you think? We'll move on to the final. We have to. It's a necessity. We have to talk about it. It's the two best teams 
for me, you could argue in the world. Uh, and I know people will say Germany and France and Spain and whatever, but I just think that Argentina are by far and away the best team. They have finally figured out um, how to get Messi in the right spots with the correct balance. And the way they play has been brilliant. And then Chile, we've known about since really the, you know, since the World Cup in Brazil, that they are just passionate. They're fiery. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's all going to be, it's always going to be the 3 5 2. It's always going to be Alexis Sanchez, Vidal, Eduardo Vargas. And, you know, it's deserved that the two best teams are going to play in the final. And for me, that really solidifies like how important this tournament um, is. Right. I mean, I just, I, I think it's hard to disagree with you there uh, in terms of the two teams being the best in the world. I mean, when we look at the quality of play in the Euros, you've got to say... Yeah, it's been it's dreadful. Been, it's been subpar. Yeah, I mean, dreadful yeah. would be an even more fitting I mean, word. I mean, I mean, just look at the game that we both just watched, Portugal-Croatia. Everyone thought, hyping it up, one of the best games of the tournament. Croatia were flying. Zero shots on target until the 116th minute. But continue. It was poor, yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, going into that game, Croatia, you could see we were the most impressive team of the tournament. I actually didn't think they were bad in that game overall. I'd, I'd give them credit. They just could not hit the target. Undeserved result. But regardless of that, um, we the quality we've seen from Germany, France, it's not been there. So when you look at the way Chile and Argentina have been playing, it's been impressive. And um, it's, it's not that the competition is not as good in South America. Maybe you could argue that Overall, it's not as good, but just when you look into the knockout rounds, uh, they're, they're not easy teams to beat. You know, the U.S. beat a good team that knocked out Brazil. Argentina then swept over that that U.S. team. Chile, we know we know what they did in the knockout stages. So I'm excited for the final. I think we'll see uh, your boy Lionel, uh, Leo, Messi have a messy situation in that final because I think he's wow. going to lose his third straight one, Mark. I think you're gonna witness uh, the new, the new biggest loser of <laughs> of of the soccer world, and not biggest loser in the NBC sense, where the biggest loser is the biggest winner, but the biggest <laughs> loser like Jim Kelly, who went to five straight Super Bowls and couldn't win one. So let's see if Messi can pull it off. I think Chile have enough. I think it's gonna be a close game. It's gonna be a hell of a game. I'd be I'd be shocked if this one doesn't get us a you know off our seats, but. I think Chile take it, and I think our uh, Alexi Sanchez will score one, and uh, Vidal, who has just been a an absolute monster in this tournament, will also uh, have some nice contributions. Yeah, I can tell you that I'm a little I'm a little nervous as uh, as 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 everyone knows I'm the, the biggest Messi fan you'll find, and everyone just continually chats about how he's never won anything for Argentina. Um, so I'm just hoping for his sake, he doesn't need to prove anything to me, but I hope for his sake he can shut up the haters like Mr. Tomas over here and uh, <laughs> and deliver maybe third time's the charm for him. Um, but I have to say, he's turning – and you know what? It, it, wor- it worked for LeBron. He had lost in a few straight finals, and uh, you know he's got a poor finals record as well, but he was able to shut up the critics – bring a title back to Cleveland and Messi will be able to bring a title back to Argentina for the first time in 23 years. And did you know that he could do something that neither um, Pele or Maradona ever did and win a Copa America? Fun lose, fact. Lose the first straight final. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that too, that too. I don't, think, I don't think either of them did that either. But 
Uh, I'll go. I'll go with. Um, it'll be a great game. I'll go. Uh, I'll go three one Argentina. It'll be two one. It'll be two one, and then I think Chile will be pushing on, and they'll get like a late goal in like the eighty ninth, ninetieth. Messi with one, Iguain with two. He's gonna <laughs> prove. He's gonna prove that he's no longer a big game bottler. He's botched it uh, two consecutive finals with his dreadful, dreadful finishing. And uh, I think this is the year that he gets redemption. Messi gets redemption. And uh, I'll be storming the pitch with the Albi Celesti <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, try, try, trying to hug Messi at the end of the game. Mate, I have a question, though. So let's assume, <laughs> let's assume first of all, let's assume Ronaldo wins the, the Euro. You know? <laughs> that, will, that will be scenes. But more, more, more importantly, in terms of the Copa America, Mark, what would you do if Messi lost a third straight one? You've got to admit in some ways that his legacy is a little bit tainted. I mean, it's um, not that it's his fault that they lost three, but come on, three in a row? I mean, that's, that's more than LeBron. You know, LeBron doesn't have a great record, but he still has three championships. Um, well, I, I, I am a little inclined to, to, to agree with you that I think um, – Losing three would not be good. Um, and that's like stating the obvious, but I think that he's genuinely uh, the best player ever for me, or at least tied with Pele because, you know, it's kind of tough to, it's, it's sort of tough to argue that he's, that he's better than Pele, but I think it's tough to argue that he's, um, that he's not as good. Um, and so I think that he, him losing would really, sway the uh the other voters like you and really uh the other minds and really maybe solidify solidify for you that he will he will never come close to that and that would be upsetting uh but whatever in my mind he doesn't need to do anything more and that's all that really matters right um so there you go let's agree to disagree (laughs) yeah exactly unlike tommy smith will agree to disagree (laughs) uh so now so now we'll move on to the euro we touched upon it a little bit um Right away, we'll start right off the bat. The game we just watched, Portugal, Croatia. Um, Ricky Caresma netting in the 117th minute after your boy Cristiano Ronaldo missed an absolute sitter. He got saved by his, by his sporting Lisbon friend, grew up in the youth system together, uh, to nod home and send Portugal through the quarterfinal. Um, they have Poland in the next round, the dark horses of Poland. Um, so I guess the question I'm coming to is, are Portugal living a charmed life here? Do you think they could pull a Greece from 2004? Not saying that they're of the same level as Greece, but you know they got through the group stage with three draws, uh, having to come back on Hungary three times just to advance. Um, and then in the 95th minute, Iceland score, which allows Portugal to go into the weaker side of the bracket. They don't have to be facing England in the round of 16 and then France and then Germany. So do you think, you know, charmed life for Portugal and CR7? Yeah, I mean, it, it's honestly, it's it's hard to think it, it about. Feels that way. To it say. feels that way. It feels yeah, that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a weird era for, for Portugal, you know, coming in, very hyped up, you know, Ronaldo coming off that amazing fifth penalty kick to give Real Madrid the Champions League. Uh, we, won't, we, won't talk, we won't talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about that because you might actually just quit on me here. But, you know, it's, it's hard to, to see that Portugal team play so badly. I've already notoriously picked them to win the 2018 World Cup and 2020 Euros with their amazing uh, 
cast of young players. I, I was well, I was inclined I was inclined to agree with you, but I think that's just on FM, mate. I think that's just on Football Manager. <laughs> Clearly, the guys over at uh, Sports Interactive are, have really overhyped these guys because I can tell you I've not, not I've not been too impressed. <laughs> We we might have to we might have to get the Portugal uh, scouting team from FM here in yeah. our podcast to yeah, explain we might. themselves because I mean looking at Portugal it, the fact that they just advanced to the quarterfinal without scoring a goal in you know ninety minutes of play in any game and then just scoring this going to one hundred and sixteenth minute that's poor I mean that's 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 Greece level that's that's more like reminiscent of Paraguay I think yeah I was just gonna say Paraguay and. Yeah, in 2011. I mean, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they they advanced to the final without winning a game. Yeah, in, exactly. And over the course of 90 minutes. So, so you have that, and um, I think looking at that, you say, how have they progressed? But you've got to give it to them. Maybe sometimes luck, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and and the ability to actually pull through. It's they didn't play well against Hungary, yet they still managed to, you know. Draw that. I mean, it's kind of sad saying, "Oh, they managed to to uh, knock a draw off of Hungary." But today against Croatia, I thought Croatia were, like I said, m- much better. Couldn't hit the target, and and mm-hmm. what do Portugal do? Sanchez drives it forward brilliantly, showing why Byron paid so much for him. Plays it to Nani, and Nani plays the pass of his life. I mean, are you sure you're not convinced that it was a pass? I think it was yeah. a a genius pass. And Ronaldo, honestly, probably should have scored that. I would have probably scored probably. that in my AV days. I can tell but, you, I can tell you, I can tell you that if that was my good friend Arkadiusz Milik, you would be saying he's the worst player on the planet. Look at that chance he just missed. Well, let's, let's not even get started on Milik because we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm, talk, I'm, we'll talk about I'm him in a second. We'll talk about Milik him in a second. Is, yeah, Milik is not immune here, but the goalie saves <laughs> it. And Quaresma with that header, kind of reminiscent of a Gareth Bale header, you know, in the in the Champions League final against Atletico mm-hmm. a couple years back. Yeah. Uh, you've got to say Ronaldo 2.0, aka Ricardo Quaresma, the Ronaldo who never <laughs> made it, um, just saving the day for Portugal. He needs to start, in my opinion, in the quarters against Poland. I think the midfield has to be the three that ended it for the game: the Sporting Benfica Porto connection, Danilo, Carvalho, and Sanchez. Uh, hard to put Mario on the bench. Uh, João Mario, he hasn't been bad, but. It's tough, of course. Sir, he's, he's right. certainly he's certainly not been as good as as he is in FM. Yeah, I mean, in, in FM, <laughs> we probably have an average match rating of eight point, you know, two right now. <laughs> um, but but as I was telling you earlier today, Mark, I think with a better coach, aka Jose Mourinho, Portugal would would, would be playing a hundred times better. Would be favorites for the zero. And well, I can't say they're not going to win it because somehow they just yeah. keep advancing and. Uh, It'll be it'll be interesting against Poland. I mean, what do you see Ronaldo uh, stepping it up, Mark, or do you just see him kind of tiptoeing his way I, to the I final? Can, I, I think you know the answer to this. <laughs> I think that I was hoping for some I, progressive no, answer here. No, I mean, I, I think that Ronaldo, you know, he does what he does. He he strolls around, he makes good runs, and he throws tantrums, and eventually the ball finds him on the six. Uh, on the 12, on the PK spot, and he either scores, and he's the hero, and he's the best player in the world, according to some, or he misses, and everyone says, oh, he's so bad, he's terrible. <laughs> and so literally for him, it's, a, it's whether or not he scores his chance or he misses his chance because he does nothing else besides waiting for his glorious moment. And uh, he nearly did it again today, um, and he got his, he really got saved by Charisma. Um, and 
I think Poland, it'll be the same type of game for Portugal that they've been. <laughs> it'll be a boring game. It'll, it'll be, be the same type game. of game that, that that's happened this entire Euro. Like they're expected to win. They've played, you know, this is this will be their fifth team that okay, people expected Croatia to maybe win after the group stage, but you know, at the end of the day, Portugal over Croatia, Portugal are slight favorites coming into that. Um and it's going to be their fifth team that they should win. And I think it'll be the same thing. It'll be like a, an absolute snoozer. It'll be nil-nil. It could go to penalties again. Maybe Poland nick it if my boy Milik can put on his shooting boots, which I've been definitely, <laughs> missing, definitely missing. Someone someone clearly switched out his shooting boots for, uh, for I'm not sure what. But <laughs> he, you know what's going he, on with Milik? Yeah, go. No, I mean, have you seen the, have you seen those Nike commercials? Yeah, where, that's what's happened. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Bro, I mean, not that he was great in the first place, but I mean, Mark, I mean, this guy. Hey, all, <laughs> hey, all I'm saying, all I'm no. saying, all I'm saying is that he's got one goal, one assist. Lewandowski, zero goals, zero assists. Give me Milik I mean, any day of the week. But anyway, we're not going to harp too much on this game because there's a lot of other Euro to talk about. Wales got a win over Northern Ireland. Gareth Bale doing what he does carrying them, putting in a nice cross that led to an own goal, um, which means that there could be a couple could, – could, we could be setting up for a Wales-Poland semifinal, which would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> which, would, which would honestly – I would love that because that would really sort of uh, vindicate the 24-team Euro with all the small teams. Like That would be kind of fun if that happened. But we're going to talk about the, um, the real section of death, the lower half of the bracket with Germany, Italy, Spain, France, England – we're not going to harp too much on it, but who do you see emerging from there? Well, Mark, actually, I'll, I'll have to correct you real quick. Uh, Portugal are not playing Poland in the next round. Portugal are playing Wales. Uh, no, they're not. To, no, 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 they're they playing Poland. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they're, playing, they're playing Wales. I'll, I'll let you think that, but they aren't. They, no, mate, mate, I am looking at the bracket right now, and they are playing Wales right here. Winner of Group F played second place of Group E today. That was Portugal against um, – I don't even know, actually, right now. I'm confused with this bracket. No, no, they're playing Wales. No, they're not. But we're going we're gonna to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> they'll move they'll on. Play, <laughs> play Wales. <laughs> we're going to move on. I don't even give a shit. We're going to talk about – we're going to talk about uh, the bottom half of the bracket. Who's emerging from the bottom half? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, not obviously. Playing. Obviously, I'm they're right. You know, no, you know it's, it's what happens. You know, I've got apologies for you. It's what happens when you have a bracket in German and you don't speak a word of German. You confuse Saturday with Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's an interesting choice. I think, I think before, before we move on to tomorrow's game, so I just want to touch on the, on the Northern Ireland coach. He's as clueless with his coaching as I am with looking at this German bracket because how do you not bring on – Will Grigg. I mean... Uh, fair point, yeah. Will Grigg, Will Grigg, of course, is Milik. The man is on fire. The man is on fire. I mean, he's been on fire for so long now, uh, he's probably burned to death already. The guy, <laughs> poor guy, sitting on the bench. I don't understand how you cannot bring this guy who everyone in the world has been singing about for the past two months, who was instrumental for Wigan getting promoted, not even bring him on for a minute. And then, even even worse, in my opinion, is what he did, what the coach did today was, in my opinion, embarrassing in terms of not putting on oh, – I'm sorry, in terms of subbing out 
uh, Macaulay, after Macaulay scored the own goal, which, by the way, was an own goal that it's either a it's either a goal if he lets that pass or it's an own goal. I don't think there's anything he could do yeah, there. I don't that, know if you agree, Yeah, that was definitely tough. It was a great goal. So, it was, and I mean, why go out and take the guy out off after that? You know, it's, just, it's like Eddie insult to injury. For me, that was it was shameful on the part of I don't even know the coach's name. It was just shameful, and that's about it. Good story for for Poland, uh, for Northern Ireland, and I'm excited to see what Gareth Bale can do in the next round. We know he'll be up for it. It could be could be Bale against uh, Eden Hazard. That'll be exciting. Mm. Um, so now we'll finally move to the to the lower half of the bracket after Tomas's inability to read the German <laughs> bracket. Um, it's it is difficult. Italy, Spain, Germany, France, England. Um, for me, I think uh, I guess I'll just go game by game quickly. I think Germany takes it. I do think Spain beat Italy. I just think that even though Italy really did well against Belgium, I have to say. I'm starting to think that that was more of a case of Belgium not being that good. I, because, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but, like, I just thought Belgium were just so poor in the group. Well, they were all just, ev- just all- every game. And, 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 you know, and Italy didn't really do much for me in the other two games. And so I'm starting to think that, you know, that Italy, you know, that nice win over Belgium is looking a little less impressive. Um, and I think although Spain did lose to Croatia, I think they've been playing – the best that they've definitely played since Euro 2012. Um, I think that Nolito has been really good. Morata has been really good. Iniesta has been really good. Um, and, you know, besides a Sergio Ramos missed PK, they're, they're coming out of that group with three wins. So I, I think Spain will take it. I think France, they have to beat Ireland. Ireland were, even though I love my boys over at balls.ie, shout out to them. I think that, I think that the magic is going to run out for the, uh, for the boys. Um, and then I'm, Iceland have got to take down England. England, they haven't been able to. England haven't been able to score a goal. They're they've been they look just static and uninspired. And you know, the, the, if anyone heard that commentary of the Iceland goal in the ninety fifth minute, that is the passion that you need to advance in the Euro. So I'm picking Iceland to advance, picking picking Spain to beat Germany in the quarterfinal, picking France to beat Iceland in the quarterfinal. And then Les Francais are going to emerge uh, to the final from this from this bracket. Um, Demi Paye and Paul Pogba and Antoine Griezmann will inspire them, and uh, I think it will be fun. This will definitely be the most fun part of the bracket for sure. I think I I'm, I just hope these games show us a little more from the so-called big teams than we've seen so far. Yeah, starting with Germany, I think for me they've honestly along along with France have been the most disappointing team this tournament. Uh, how poor can they play, you know? And we keep saying Germany are just so good, they're going to turn it up. They just have not turned it up, you know? Yeah, it's no, it's been poor all around. And I think the issue is, uh, is evident. They just need a center forward. You know, they had closed for so many years, and now they have Mario Gomez. And mm. for many games, they choose not to even start him. Um, interesting that they couldn't find anyone more suitable, but I think that's their main problem. They don't have a center forward. It will be enough to get by Slovakia. Might be a bigger problem next round against Spain or Italy. Uh, but I do think Germany will take it. Comfortable 2-0 win. Let's hope they show us a little more. I think France and Ireland will be an interesting one. We know the Irish will be craving to avenge that handball by Thierry Henry. Yep. 
Yep, yep, so yep. True. Good point. It would be scenes. It would be scenes if Ireland I could. I, I, the, the Irish fans have got to have something up their sleeve for that. You know, they've got to they've got to bring out some sort of hand of God little you know thing against Terry Henry. I want to see some banter out of those guys. If you're listening, balls.ie people, I want to see what you've got. It would be scenes. It would be scenes, and I know the balls.ie people would would go insane. Yeah, in they would go. They would go nuts. <laughs> So I mean, we'll see if that that can happen. Unfortunately, I think France will will pull it off. I don't even know where to start with France. That's another you know puzzle here. One, how poor they have been. You know, you could say the first game was down to the pressure. You know, opening game at home. No, they've been awful. They have been awful. Yeah, they really terrible to watch. It's I mean, like for me, it's like the, you know, this is just the thing for me. I just don't like. I know we. This is one of the very few things that we agree on. Is just how. Horrible, 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 horrible. 85, 90% of international coaches are. Like, I, it is just. I don't understand it. It is just like, I like I talk about this all the time. Like, anyone that knows about soccer, like, just every single time you look at an international game, you're like, why on earth is this guy playing over this guy? Why on earth are they playing this guy at this position, this guy at this position? And it's just like, you can't wrap your head around it. Like, France are just so, so talented. And like same with Germany and same with Belgium, and you just feel that the coaches just hinder them so much by just playing guys in the wrong spot. I mean, like just like like just a quick case of just Belgium and why you know I can't. Well, their coach is probably the worst in the whole tournament. Mark but just like, yeah, Mark Wilmots, and just how he has Jan Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld, who have played center back together all season, had the best defense in the Premier League. Uh, you know, one's left-footed, one's right-footed. They grew up at Ajax. They played at Tottenham, like, you know, as I said. And he instead decides <laughs> to go Alderveld and Vermalen as the center backs with Vertonghen as the left back. Vermalen was probably played like two games all year. He was played like two games all, all year for Barcelona. And it's like, okay, like he did fix it for like the next, you know, the next, uh, the next two and whatever. Like, but I just don't understand like how he could seriously look at that and go, yes, this is like the right decision to make. But well, I mean, uh, it's, just, I, I just, it's just so these these coaches like insane. Like, oh my god, it's bad. puzzling. And and I think I think a case could also be made with Didier Deschamps. I no, mean, no, that's I agree. That's what uh, I was coming to. How how do you how do you bench arguably two of the, the five best players in the world in in Paul Pogba and in Antoine Griezmann? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, what is, what is the logic? And also, in, like, and also, like, and also, like, what message does that send to them? It's like you need these guys to be like. Look, like it's your tournament. Like we need you to come out firring, and I just think that like that well, just doesn't, such a, doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, and, sense and, and what puzzles me even more is that first game, you they weren't even dead. I mean, the whole team was bad, bar Payet. I mean, yeah. and Conte. I mean, how do you how do you single out those two in particular, the ones who you should be telling, like you just said, go yeah. and win this for us, you know, and bench them? Are you kidding me? With Germany, yeah. and, and especially and especially to play someone like Giroud up top, it was just beyond. No, honestly, it's <laughs> it's. I'm not a big fan of Martial, but I'd play Martial any day over Giroud. Giroud is horrendous. He was scored the odd header too, like he did already in this tournament. But I mean, it's puzzling. And, and then, it's like, and it's like, and it's like, it's like I don't, I don't. It's like same thing. It's like again, like it's not like Giroud is necessarily like a bad player, but it's like when you have guys like Griezmann. Just give him – just let him play up front. Like why Why are you accommodating Giroud at the expense of Griezmann? Like Griezmann's had to play on the wing so that way Giroud can play up top. And it's just like 
I, I just don't understand the logic and so, so much. Like we could literally talk with this could be a whole show. We could talk about this for an hour. We could go we through could. the world. We could go through, through from, from Brazil to Belgium to, you know, to France to I'm sure Cameroon. I'm sure, I'm sure you could go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I Jurgen Klinsman, don't even get me started on Jurgen Klinsman. How many, how many international managers get it right in terms of I mean, lineup? If, if, if you just had to name right now, like three international teams who get it right. I would say Chile, Argentina, and like maybe maybe Italy so far with Conte, like Italy. But even dude, just, even Conte made some weird decisions. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> it's just like it's it is just bizarre, and it baffles me. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know yeah. how these guys are supposed to be at the peak of the game making these decisions. But like yeah. you said, that's that's too much to even, yeah. to even yeah. get into. Uh, yeah. I think for the rest for the rest of these games. I think we're going to see England put in a good performance against Iceland. I actually don't think England have been that poor. They also don't have their finishing boots on. Just, They've just, got just, a, just a little, a little uninspired, a little, well, a little I, slow, a little slow. I think, I think Hudson doesn't know his best lineup is a is a big issue yeah, I mean, here. True, true, true. And true. I, I mean, for me, for me, like they got to go. Vardy has to play. I think I do think you go back with Kane just because I didn't think Sturridge was that great in their final match. Um, he did well, score against Wales, obviously, but uh, I don't know. I think I think Vardy and Kane could work. Vardy and Sturridge are like they're almost like a little too similar. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much that. But I agree. It's, it's tough. That's that's the hardest thing for England right now is just figuring out their lineup. If it was up to me, Danny Drinkwater would be patrolling the center of midfield and hitting those diagonals to Vardy. Like he did all season long, but <laughs> unfortunately not. Um, so keep going. What do you think? Who's emerging? Who's coming out? I said France. You're picking. So, yeah, I think I think France emerge. I think Germany emerge. I think England emerge. And I have to agree with you in the the Italy and Spain game. I think it's going to be tight. I honestly, it's you know, with a team like Italy, you look at that lineup, like we said in the beginning, and how. How can they even win a game? It's a horrible lineup. Conte is a brilliant coach. Can't wait to have him at Chelsea. They were inspiring against Belgium, that horrible Belgium team who I also do think is going to go through before losing next round. But for me, the Italy-Spain game will be a letdown in the sense that it's going to be a very tight game. We know we know what the Italians can do. We know that Chiellini and Barzagli know... No, Morata very, very well, and Bonucci. I mean, the yeah, whole yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so they know Morata very well. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's probably going to be one-one. Go to penalties, but I think Spain do pull it off again. Uh, again, another win over Italy, and Chelsea get Conte home early. But I think it'll be some good football played. I just think it'll be a very tight game. It won't be like this horrendous display we saw today from from Portugal and Croatia. But I think I think we both agree here that the favorites are going to go through. Uh, next round, of course, we'll we'll find out. It's going to be it's, it's going to be a much tougher uh, decision come come next round in terms of who will advance. For, but for me, for me, the the main story here is from the second half of games of the last sixteen. Will these big teams step up and display some good football that we've been waiting for the whole? We haven't tournament. seen it yet. That's for sure. Yeah. So it's 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 been a long time coming. So let's hope they turn it up. Yeah, hopefully we're due. Well, there it is. Um, a, a good a good review of Copa and Copa America and the Euro. Uh, quick shout out to Jerdon Shakiri's goal today. 
if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen that yet, that is something you need to see. Definitely the goal of the tournament. One of the, one of the goals of the year, easily. That was stunning. Can't remember maybe last player since Zlatan to score a bicycle kick from outside the box. If, if memory serves me right, maybe a Philippe Mexes back in the day pulled one out. But that was a beauty. But and 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 Shakir is a very short player. For me, it's even more impressive when you see a guy yeah. his size hitting that bike. I mean, wow, unreal, unreal. Yeah, yeah great goal. Um, so there it is. Thanks so much uh, for listening, and uh, check us out next time. Please don't get yeah, me Mr. 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 Mr